Today's program is brought to you by the Museum of Food and Drink, sparking curiosity about food with exhibits you can eat. For more information, visit mofad.org. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. This is Cynthia Cherish Malloran, Reverend DJ Cherish the Love, and you are listening to Primary Food on Heritage Radio Network. So before you forget, let me tell you how to reach out to me and get my attention on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, at DJ Cherish the Love, and that's love spelled L-U-V. You can also hashtag using Primary Food, Heritage underscore radio, and hashtag RevLove. Wow. So we are nearing the close of the fourth season of Primary Food. Whoa. I can't believe we're here. So um, before we begin, let me tell you guys what Primary Food is. So I really uh, I learned this really great concept in nutrition school at IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, that the food you eat, you know, the stuff we put in our mouths and chew and enjoy, we consider that secondary food. Primary food is everything else in life that nourishes us before we sit down and eat. And that's stuff like enjoying music, reading a book, hanging out with friends, cooking food, a great job, creative expression, playing games, exercise, laughing with kids, and making music with friends. And I'm so glad that I learned this because it was the high-quality primary food that I kept in my life while going through chemotherapy last year that kept me happy and healing my cancer. So if you're listening, you can call in live, and the number is 718-497-2128. Excuse me. Uh, Once more, that's 718-497-2128. So Primary Food is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit member-supported radio station devoted to all things food. Help keep Heritage Radio Network alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. Do it now, and I'll send you all sorts of good vibes via the psychic airwaves. Plus, if you don't donate, they might turn off the lights on us. But seriously, we do need you. I need you. And uh, yeah, it feels really good to be needed, right? So this show is being listened to all around the world. And I found out today that I have one listener in Iceland. I think we can clap to that. <laughs> so today, yay, there's a real clap. We have a, if you're listening, Icelander, I love you. <laughs> So today we are talking about music as our primary food because music nourishes us all. And I have really big news. So next month I will be doing music work in an orphanage in Ecuador with Unfuck the World. Shout out to Micah Boat for setting it all up. And we will be making music with children and teens for Unfuck the World Day, June 10th, 2017. So for more info, go to Unfuck the World. Yeah, I'm saying unfuck. Unfuck. 
<laughs> unfucktheworld.net. Now, say so here's the thing. I am a professional DJ, and I'm just diving into the DJ slash producer world. So I'm still learning. I'm forever the student. And I need some ideas, inspiration, and help in coming up with a music-making program for these kids. So that's why in today's episode, we are going to find out how to cook up a song and enjoy life with today's musical guests. To my right, I've got Haitian-born Smacks Music. Hey, hey. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, he's your new favorite Caribbean rock groove and acoustic soul man. What's up, Smacks? Hello, hello. How's it going? I uh, brought Smacks to Rikers Island with me recently. How was that for you? Oh, man, that was such an experience, you know? Um, We went there thinking that uh, we had something to give to these kids, and it ended up uh, the other way around, that they gave something to us in return. All right. And that was special. Remember that that kid that had all the the rhymes and the... Yeah, man, that that was amazing. That was amazing. Very, very And special. it also changed my whole perception on um, people that are doing time, you know. Uh, before, uh, when when you meet someone and they say, yo, man, I just got out. And you're like, ooh, you know, you kind of keep a little distance. But now it's like, it's, it's a little different for me. So that was a good experience. It was very human. Yeah. Right? Not like the stuff you see in, in movies. That's right. Yeah, that's, man. That's, I got that out of it as well. Uh, so when we do that again, we'll bring you back. I'm looking back. forward to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're described as Bob Marley meets the Rolling Stones, right? That's correct, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And uh, just to the right of Smacks is Doug Henricks. Hello, hello, Doug. Good evening. Uh, Doug is a percussionist and composer based in New York, uh, perhaps best known for your work in the Broadway musical In the Heights. I guess so. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's kind of a big deal. Uh, Doug performs and records with countless artists in the New York City area and beyond. And a recent highlight, I'm going to friend brag about you now, performing (laughs) with Bobby McFerrin at the Jazz at Lincoln Center Series. What was that like? Pretty incredible. Uh, It's really a shame that he's known mostly for that cheesy, cheesy song he had back in the 80s. Because... (laughs) The music we performed with him at Lincoln Center was so complex and, and uh, beautifully arranged harmonically, rhythmically. It was, it was tremendous. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to think the name of the album, uh, Vocabularies. Check mm. that out by Bobby McFerrin. It, it's so... It, it, <laughs> you'll forget all about Don't Worry, Be Happy when you hear that. <laughs> oh, wow. Again, what was the name of it? Let's repeat that. Vocabularies. Vocabularies? Mm. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go check that out. That's homework for tonight. Um, so, Smacks, you know, I do secretly call you my personal Bob Marley. <laughs> Maybe it's not a secret anymore because I'm broadcasting that. But with us also is your amazing wife across from us, hey, Melly Mel. Hello, world. Melly Mel. So, um, we've each brought something to the show today. Um, Mel has her djembe with her. Yes. Doug has got his cajon and a bag of mysterious beautiful percussion magical tricks in there and uh smacks has his his main instrument his guitar and his voice and uh today we are going to make a brand new song to serve up live on air yes yes nice. yes we're just gonna figure it out with smacks leading the way doug doing his percussion brilliance you hopping in also melly mel so well doug also your your percussion tracks have been on jingles for espn powerade the knicks miller light beer and you've done music for television networks and the Broadway scene. What is that like to be in, in 
in that realm of having your music out there. It's, I think that's really cool. Uh, it is pretty cool. I'm, I almost exclu- exclusively do uh, instrumental music, which is a little bit harder to get placed on TV. People like the songs. Uh, but it's cool. And, and I also do a lot of world music, so it, it's a little bit more of a niche than I would prefer. If I were doing something a little more popular, more rock-oriented, there might be more of a market for it. But it's cool. There have been a few soap operas that have come to me for music because, you know, <laughs> the couple's on vacation in Jamaica and they, they oh, really? need an island type of flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. Because you're a specialist in ethnic percussion, world music, right? Yeah. But you also perform on the drum set, mallet, orchestra, percussion, steel pan. But what I love uh, about you, Doug, is that you're also a musical instrument inventor. You can say yes. Guilty. Guilty. (laughs) (laughs) So Doug is the inventor of the one-handed triangle. Oh, here we go. Yep, here it is. Which is manufactured and sold worldwide by LP Latin Percussion. Shout out to Martin Cohen. Yeah. Um, That's so. Describe this uh, one-handed triangle, why, why you invented it, what's wrong with the regular two-handed triangle. <laughs> I can say something about that. <laughs> I, I can barely describe this thing when I'm holding it, let alone to people on the radio. It looks like a red remote control with metal. <laughs> <laughs> How to begin. It's, it sounds like a triangle, but it is not triangle-shaped. <laughs> It's a, a V of metal with a beater that uh, slides in between the two uh, extensions of the V. Mm. Uh, so that, all that's in a plastic casing that fits in one hand. So you don't need two hands to play these, uh, these patterns. Yeah, Mel is miming what she would usually yes. do. What, let's do that. Pick up your triangle. and if, if we I need have to... a regular triangle. Yeah, Mel has piece. a regular triangle. Yeah. That's, one hand is holding the beater. The other hand is holding the triangle. Yeah. So if you were to do steady 16th notes, so that the beater hits the top and the bottom. Yeah, something like that. And then you would mute it with your left hand when you wanted to. Keep forgetting we're on the radio. I'm not good at this. But anyway, (laughs) all that is right here in one hand. Oh. So, that sound is coming from a one-handed triangle. Yeah, if I put my finger on, on the idiophone, it'll mute it. If I remove my finger, it rings more. That's interesting. Wow, so that's why amazing. did you need to invent this? I love this. Why did I need to? I don't get out nearly often enough. <laughs> um, single. <laughs> I... I had always loved that sound and these these, uh, fast passages on a triangle, especially in Brazilian music. In the northeast of Brazil, they use it a lot. But when you do that, that is all you can play. And percussionists at times like to do one thing with one hand, one with the other. But a triangle, you needed two hands. And I just kept thinking, how can I invent something, you know, so you can just do this with one hand and free up that other hand? And the big moment was when I realized, all right, triangle... That doesn't have to be the shape. That's just the sound. Don't uh-huh. be stuck in the shape. You know, just I love that. The That's sound. amazing. Yeah. I love that. Well, we're going to feature that one-handed triangle in this song that doesn't exist yet, but will by the end of this episode. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we'll force it in there. 
I just love the idea that you created an instrument. And I think it's, it's a beautiful thing for me to keep in mind when I'm in Ecuador that you know, I might not be going down there with a load of instruments, but what can we use? You know, so oh, absolutely. Percussion ideas, I could use uh, you know, any kinds of surfaces or boxes. You're sitting on a cajon, which is basically a box. Yeah, you know? these were invented, I believe, uh, on the docks of Cuba. The dock workers would just sit on these things and begin playing them, and Brilliant. they eventually evolved into a more refined instrument, but mm. that's the source. Maybe with these kids, I can ask them to bring something that becomes an instrument, you know, mm-hmm. just like get inventive that way. This mm-hmm. is why we're doing this. This is like a really important episode for me because I really don't know what to do with these kids, but, uh, aside from clapping hands and bringing what's on my computer. But I don't want to rely on the computer for this right? right. because I want to do something that's a lot more acoustic mm. than digital, right? You are an acoustic god, Smacks, right? You, you are <laughs> so about acoustic, right? You know? <laughs> tell god tell me. <laughs> I genuflect in your direction. <laughs> acoustic soul, right? I mean, this yes, is... Yes, acoustic soul. Um, Caribbean rag groove, acoustic soul. Acoustic soul is when it's just me and the guitar expressing myself. And a Caribbean rag groove is uh, with the band. Uh-huh. So So tell us, for those who are listening, they've heard the words acoustic and digital and, Mm -hmm. you know, describe what the difference is between the two. Well, um, acoustic is anything that does not require any kind of electricity or amplification to create sound. And digital is the opposite, um, where the sound is zeros and ones and and it comes out uh, from a speaker or um, it's not... As a, as a song producer, do you prefer one or the other? Does one help you make songs faster than the other? Or? Well, there's a reason why technology is uh, continuously advancing, is to make things faster and easier um, and simpler for people. But I did have the experience of uh, recording my album, um, Analog, and I really enjoyed that experience. And I've had the experience of uh, producing a song straight up uh, from a computer digitally. And that was uh, faster, much easier. Um, so they're both, they have their pros and cons, I would say. Um, you use tape for Yeah, setup? tape, quarter-inch tape. Oh, there's nothing uh, like that Oh, sound. man, that was uh, amazing. I oh. love the experience of rewinding and recording over because everything you hear is uh, what happened at that moment. There's no, you cannot fix it. Hmm. If you want to change, you have to rewind the tape and Redo it. punch it in and hmm. do it again, you know? So you kind of capture... Um, what happened at that moment without fixing. This is what I love about what is going to happen next month, that we're going to create an experience. And that's what I wanted to have here in the studio. Because I can't help it, but I always make the connection of making music, it's like kind of like cooking. Like, mm-hmm. we make a dish, <laughs> we make a song, we serve it up, and everyone shares it and enjoys it. That's so. Right. Again, we're going to try to make the song live on air, like a cooking show, music cooking show. And you can call in with your thoughts as we're doing it, 718-497-2128, 718-497-2128. So, Smacks, with song titles like Unity, Value You, Uh I Love My Wife, (laughs) I love this song, Enjoy Life, you are the perfect person to give me some guidance with these kids, Mm because we need to lift them up. That's right. So... (laughs) 
I mean, not that you don't have darker tracks because you do have a track that I love called Total Darkness. Total Darkness, yeah. <laughs> which is, I love this track because even though the words are dark, it's so happy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pre- preview that later on in this episode. And I've listened to that track so many times, which says a lot about what's going on with me. <laughs> <But> <laughs> tell me about your enjoy life philosophy and how you tie it into music. Well, um, the enjoy life philosophy is something that um, I've been living for a very long time like if i actually tell you my my story it's pretty sad and it's pretty um you would think that man this guy had a rough childhood but i don't feel that way i felt that i was very happy i felt good about my childhood but the things that took place were not so good um for instance i grew up uh, i was i was taken away from my mother put in a a group home where a lot of abuse took place, a bunch of kids and survival of the fittest, and all of that happened in Haiti, where, um, you know, we weren't so fortunate at that time. And um, above all that, I guess uh, I learned that, okay, what happens to my body, what happens in my experience, it was like an escape. I realized that I can step back and look at it. And when I connected with that part of myself, I was free from everything. Mm -hmm. And that's how... uh, the whole enjoy life thing. Um, it, it wasn't called enjoy life then. I didn't even speak English. Mm-hmm. But as I grew older and I kept that same attitude, I kept the same uh, idea and I realized and I'm talking to other people interacting and I noticed that this is the one thing that I do that is separate from what everybody else do and that's why most people suffer emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I decided, okay, if I'm going to express something through music, I'll make it that. I'll make that my purpose. Is that part of your message and um, as being an artist and musician in New York City? Like my whole being that? is pretty much um, expressing that. Enjoy life. If I live and die today, um, I want to be remembered for this guy that's reminding people that, hey, um, enjoy life, man. You're only here for a short moment. You have no idea when your time is up. And um, just every day, rise above whatever you're going through and enjoy life. <laughs> Melly Mel, what is it like living with this spirit? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got stories for days. I mean, it's good because that like the smacks that you're hearing right now, like that's him 24/7. I think I I don't think I can recall a time I've seen Smacks upset ever. Oh. Yeah. We've been together 12 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been together 12 years. Challenge accepted. <laughs> And so when he, when he talks about enjoy life, <laughs> this is literally his life motto. Like, like he said, if he lives and dies by this, that's the one thing he wants to be remembered by is that he truly, not only did he share that message, but he lived it every single day. Wow. So she corroborates. You're not lying. This is good. There's yeah. proof right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you bring this to nursing homes and... Everywhere I go. Um, I go to nursing homes um, and perform for... Uh, the elderly folks that are living there. And I get to learn a lot from them. And I remember speaking to a particular uh, person at the nursing home, and she said to me, most of the things that mattered to me when I was younger, none of them matter to me now. Mm. And you got to think about what that really means. Mm. To me, it means it didn't matter then either. It was just a state of mind at that time. That's where she was. Deep, yes. And that could have changed. If she had that awareness that she has 30 years later, 30 years then, she would have been free and have a good time. Wow. But she was worried about things that, Mm -hmm. you know, 
these are the perspectives that Smacks always has <laughs> in any situation. Like I could be upset about something and he just knows how to flip it <laughs> in a way that it's like, okay, I shouldn't be upset. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but that's like Smacks' gift to me. Like he is truly someone that sees the bright side out of everything. Um, and I've witnessed him play at the nursing home. And I have to say, there's this one patient that he plays for every time. And he is actually there um, because he has Alzheimer's. And um, before Smax came, this man was barely speaking, could barely move, had a lot of trouble getting out of bed and everything like that. And I think Smax played for him for like a week or two weeks. And the progress that he made was amazing. I mean, I, I was there, I witnessed it, and I even I teared up because um, just the power of music, the the kind of vibe that Smacks brings. Um, a lot of people, when they come to our shows, they always tell us, man, before I came to your show, I was like going through some stuff. I didn't feel right. I'm so happy I came because now... I left here feeling inspired and moved and feeling that I can conquer what I'm currently going through. And so that's the message that Smacks always pushes for. And those are the kind of stories that he loves. And this is why this is what drives him, essentially. Do you how important is delivering a message through music? Is it is it necessary? Is it a must? Is this something I need to do with these kids? Like, does Um, it always have to have a message or? No, nothing is. Nothing is. There you we understand? go. <laughs> He's like, let it go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, if if you want to, then that's it. Then you 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 do it. But nothing has to be. Um, the only thing that I know that we have to go through is that we have to expire at some point, and that's because I mean, right? Based on what we know, we know we have to go, and you have to breathe. That's it, and live. There is a video I saw of you. Uh, you were singing "Let It Go," "Let It Go," "Let It Go," and you have problems. You have some problems tonight. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and I was watching this video, like, oh, it's that simple, really, Smacks. It is that simple, but we don't make it. You know, um, we are we are attached to the stuff we go through. People say, "Oh, this is my depression. That's my my this, my that." And the more we do that, um, we are building attachment. And we, they say that the beginning of our suffering is attachment, is identifying yourself with things. And I think the reason why we do that is because we're afraid. We want to attach ourselves to something that we think can last forever because we know we're not going to... We don't know what's next. So there's a fear of living here. And I think that's the main thing that most people deal with. But this is what I want to say, all right, because I'll start talking like this. And I'm not no guru. or the, um, People don't think I go through stuff. And I go through stuff. I can attest to you that. Know, yes. I go through challenges <laughs> just like everybody else. I just, there's a way of, you can choose to change your perspective about what you're going through. And both of them are lies. You understand? But the one you attach yourself with will determine how you feel. And how you feel is the quality of your life moment to moment. So if you feel unhappy, the quality of your life at that moment is an unhappy quality. But you could change it where you view it in a different way. Um, Are you lying to yourself? They're both lies. But what you attach yourself to 
will determine how you feel. And that's what, that's what matters. Emo- emoji <laughs> with the two hands, the two hands up emoji. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bomb drop, oh. yes. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense to everybody. Uh, but. That kind of like, gave me chills. <laughs> I, the whole, it's all lies anyway. <laughs> Smack says, See? I'm not your guru and it's all lies. <laughs> well, what are your thoughts, Doug, on, on telling stories through music and, and having a message? Does it? always have to have a message or when you do percussion I feel like that is the message itself does it always have to have a message no it can just be silly fun as well Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah you got me thinking about delivering a message through music and how important that is Uh, you know not everyone in the world responds to music like everybody else Mm -hmm. some people just don't dig it don't really have it in their soul and that's okay they respond to other things i think it's more about the messenger if you put your heart into this musical message they're going to pick up on that you know they may not understand the time signature or the keys or the chord progression but they're going to get it from you that this means something to you Hmm. absolutely that's deep and i agree because um, when you hear music from different parts of the world, you know, we don't necessarily understand what they're saying or, you know, but something about the rhythm, something mm-hmm. about how the music flows, the way a song is sung, like it speaks to you. And mm-hmm. that's what I love about music. To me, music is a universal language. Where are you from, Mel? Uh, born in New York, but my parents are from Dominican Republic. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm happy Mel said that because I remember growing up in Haiti. And there's a lot of songs that I know, and and sometimes I say, oh, that's what that that's what they're saying, and I, ne- I didn't speak the language then, and I, what I thought it meant, or based on the feeling why I connected with the song, when I finally learned the words or what it says, it was it's always on point, mm-hmm. and that goes to uh, what Mel was saying that uh, people can feel music, and it's true too. Not everybody respond. Um, I have a, a saying about that. Uh, there's a reason why there are so many different types of um, artistic expressions. Because there's uh, how many billions of people on the planet, and each of those people respond differently to different messages and different ways of communication. And even within that, even within music, there's going to be a thousand millions of artists that are saying enjoy life in different ways mm. and that's because different people will hear that in those different ways I, I, I believe that well I think we should start getting making some music now yeah, man. so yeah. let, you know what let me let me go to uh, a little music break I'm going to play my favorite dark happy song Total Darkness <laughs> that's by actually my, one of my favorites it's truly too. truly one of my favorites I really you can look in my iTunes and see it has been played many many times we'll go into that and then hear a little something from our sponsors and then we'll start making some music right on.
Hi, I'm Dave Arnold, the host of Cooking Issues on the Heritage Radio Network. We all know and love Chinese takeout dishes like General Tso's chicken and egg rolls. But here's the thing. Even though we call it Chinese food, it's not like the food you'd find in China. What's the story behind this cuisine, and how did it become so popular that you can find a Chinese-American restaurant in nearly every town in the country? The answers may surprise you. Visit the Museum of Food and Drink in Brooklyn and see our newest exhibition, Chow, Making the Chinese-American Restaurant. Chow engages visitors with compelling accounts of how Chinese immigrants overcame racism and created Chinese-American cuisine. Discover the science behind the flavors of your favorite takeout dishes, feast on rotating tastings developed by the country's most talented Chinese-American chefs, and try your hand at writing your own fortune, which will be baked into actual cookies by a 1,500-pound fortune cookie machine. What better way to learn, connect, and eat? You can visit Chow at the Museum of Food and Drink on Fridays through Sundays from noon to 6. Tickets and more information can be found at mofad.org. This is DJ Cherish the Love. You're listening to Primary Food, and I'm here with Smacks. From Smacks Music, Doug Henricks, percussionist, and Melly Mel, percussionist, wife of Smacks Music. And, you know, like I said earlier in this episode, I really do see making music as like making a beautiful meal to serve, and we need to get cooking. We're going to start making some music now. So how do we begin? I mean, do we define a message? Do we write some words, lyrics, like create a beginning ending plan? Am I thinking too much? What do we do? <laughs> yes, don't overthink it. What am I going to do with these kids? Let these it be or- organic. These kids organic. in the orphanage. Like, how do I start? Well, um, there's the there's a difference between music and a song. Would you agree? Yeah. So a, a song to me is like a, a picture of uh of an emotion right at a moment in time for that it's like a picture but the music is the universal place where all songs live right what would you say uh, about that yeah I, I agree and uh you may not be thinking too much because you know we have a limited amount of time here and we no. gotta cook something up so we do need a plan okay you know, so, so a plan I understand that you know Using the muse and just feeling it, but what do we have? Twenty minutes. So 20 no, minutes. a plan would be good. Yeah, Fifteen minutes we have. So what's our plan? Like, how do I go about this? The kids are sitting in front of me, and I go one, two, three, blow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, a good idea is kind of like how we have this set up. Uh-huh. You know, you just put out a bunch of different instruments, even if they're not like real instruments, but it could be things you make. Mm-hmm. You know, and then just have it. Ed- just lay them all out and have the kids come and pick what they gravitate to. Okay. And have them start playing. Mm-hmm. And, and then we see what organically happens. Mm-hmm. So should we start with then percussion? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Which percussionist? Let's. Who wants to go first? Doug, you lead it. Let yeah. the music right. flow, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow your lead. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Thank you. 
about the way we feel This is a song About what we go through every day Sex for the two DJ cherish the love Melly Mel mm, Play that thing about anything Cause this is a song oh, about the way we feel Where's that one-handed triangle? Here we go
and and that is the magic of just like it coming together organically. So what mm-hmm. I learned from that was conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, just let it flow. Don't plan too much. Mm-hmm. Somewhere someone does take the lead and then you share it. Exactly. Yep. Which is really beautiful for me to see. Um, and then just honoring each other's, you know, what everyone had to bring to the table. And I need a one-handed triangle, clearly. That was amazing. That was everyone awesome. does. <laughs> everyone does. And you can get it at? Sam Ash, Amazon, anywhere. Musical there will be a, I'm buying one. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> I'm to post a picture of Today. the one-handed triangle in this, in this uh, episode. You'll see it because, <laughs> really, Doug was doing everything and that. <laughs> So how did that feel making this? Like, were you guys nervous? Because I don't know. I was really nervous, actually. But Smax is never nervous. I don't know. Let's not ask him. <laughs> just felt good, man. <laughs> All right. This is a little bit of a tangent, but Mel, you are married to Smax. Mm-hmm. And you call him Smax? Is that, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. What does Smax stand for? Is it an acronym it's or is it just a nickname? Or Well, it's funny because when, I, when he was introduced to me, he was introduced to me as Smax, literally. <laughs> so I was like, that cannot be his name. So I remember um, the friend that introduced us, um, I had emailed her and I was like, is Smacks short for like Maxwell? Like I was trying to figure out. Like, come on, no, that it's short for Smaxwell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry about the little tangent. There. Actually, I, I did want to know that. <laughs> and he literally loves. He likes to go by Smacks. Like yeah, even Smacks if, is what if I go by. even if you learn his government name, he's like, call me Smacks, please. Yes, please. Yes, I please. love it. That was fantastic. I, I feel really, really blessed to have experienced that. It's really special. Thank you so much, everyone, nice. for for doing that with me. I mean, I feel like I want to bring you guys to Ecuador. Be like, let's all do this. <laughs> do we want to talk let's more about it. about songwriting? Yes. So songwriting. Yeah, you have pick Smax's brain a little bit here. Yeah, like, my brother. Please. Do, do you read music? Are you actually musical? don't? Um, okay. I'm self-taught. Uh, my father was a musician. And um, I think, I mean, I didn't know him. I didn't grow up with him. Um, as I grew up, I'm learning that everything that I do, I kind of kind of following up um, his footsteps. But I always gravitated uh, towards music. And uh, when I picked up the guitar, I just started playing. I learned, like, the basic chords, and that was it. Okay. Okay. You have some input about reading music, Doug? What do you have to say about like the structure of making a song and some, something that I can take from you to bring with me to I, I do think too much I think way too much I, <laughs> I love Steely Dan harmonies and, and color tones and, and interesting changes and I need to get out of that I still try to always think it's about the melody first you can put in your kooky Steely Dan changes if you want but you've <laughs> got to have a singable melody so That's explain first. that further for me and for anyone else is listening. Like, where does that singable melody come from? Where do you just pull it out of the air? Or you just we just made one. Yeah, we did you just know, make I, one. And like I said, I primarily deal in instrumental music, so it's a little different for me. But you know, we start out with with a message. How do you feel? I feel good. You know, it was, it's pretty simple stuff. Yeah. But then just find a way to you know take that little phrase. Turn it into melody, turn it into, and rhythmic too. How, how would this flow musically? Uh, David Grohl always said that your hook should be a bumper sticker, mm. something very, mm. 
very concise. That should be a bumper sticker, too. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hook should be a bumper sticker, yeah. Thanks, Grohl. I'm going to make some bread off of that idea. I love Selling that. Bumpers. Yeah. So phrase, okay, we're thinking phrases now. Like like the song that you wrote, I Love My Wife. Mm-hmm. Clearly that's a phrase that came from some daily, you know, thoughts about Mel and Mel. And then that turned into a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, my approach to music <clears throat> is uh, most of my songs are written in like maybe less than five minutes, believe it or not. But the process to get to that place is me just jamming away something I'm, I might find a, a, a nice rhythm that I connect to mm-hmm. and I'm having fun with it and I may have that when I just have my guitar for months and nothing ever come up but I don't force it I let it be yep. and then out of the blue I'm just playing it and then I start saying one thing and I explore from that you know I love that so much wow what, Any- I, what I kept wanting to do we, we we played that little song for a while I thought okay I'm hearing a change to E flat F then back to G. Ah. Ah, you're thinking. You're thinking. You know, let's let's do a little B section here. We've gone from G to C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's working. We we've played with some cool ideas, mm-hmm. but uh, all right, let's drive it home. Let's let's put in the flat six, flat seven to the one. Oh my one. god! Wow. Very technical here. I'm. S- I told you. I probably. Doug, is that helping know. me or not? <laughs> I'm. S- no, but what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm at a point right now in uh, my, as I'm growing in music, that this is also necessary. Um, mm. So they're both important. Yeah. Um, coming from a place where there's no structure to understand the theory behind things and learning how to put the two together, I think that's where the masterpieces uh, happen. Um, I, yeah. be- I believe that. There's a word I used, I, excuse that I learned as dorky as this is, I took a songwriting course in college uh, called prosody. And what that means is mm-hmm. when there's a perfect marriage between the lyric mm-hmm. and the music. Uh, ah. I'm trying to think of some good examples that everyone would know, but if I sing them, we'll have to pay some royalties. royalties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an example of how if you're singing about your love makes me feel so high, you might want that melody line to get higher mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. or complaining something takes too long you want the note that's this takes so long you know what i mean ah interesting okay yeah Th- those examples are everywhere in music if you listen for them mm-hmm. actually uh, i'm glad you dropped that because I'm, yeah, i prosody. i think about that prosody okay prosody okay so this is plenty and, of course, not even nearly enough for what I need to bring with me to Ecuador. But in this short amount of time, this is so much. And I'm so grateful for you guys for doing so, this with me. Thank you for having us. Yeah. I think you guys need to, like, put something together right now while I close the show. Come on. I'm going to read <laughs> some things and, and uh, we need some background music for it. Yeah. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Go, go for it. If you hear it's the change, yours. call it out. <laughs> We'll make the change happen. <laughs> Actually, that's a nice challenge. I yeah. like that. There I challenge is. you because I stick to my two chords, and that's good for me. <laughs> I don't know if I can call them out while I'm playing. That's yeah. Blink your courage. eyes twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, while well, you guys start up, do check out this song. I love my wife. You can find it on iTunes, right? Yes, you can find uh, it on Smacks Music. Mm-hmm. It's really a beautiful song. It's a relationship song. I love it. Um, in May, I'll be debuting my new show called Wedding Cake right here on Heritage Radio Network. So please become a member and support all of our programming today. 
Thank you, everyone, for being here. Let's take it out. Some music. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Okay, okay. Well, uh, Heritage Radio Network alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.